you're talking about it, I'll be talking about it. Dennis Prager here. Join me this morning at 11, right here on AM 560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan, and in for Amy this morning, Scott the Cow Guy, Scott Shalady, Fox Business News, news contributor, standout uh, defensive lineman at Naperville Central at the University of Colorado, where he played for the illustrious Bill McCartney. Standout bench runner. Well, he made the team. It's no small feat playing D1 college football, my friend. Uh, President Trump today going to issue an executive order telegraphed uh, last week and with more specifics yesterday, establishing a mandatory bar to asylum eligibility for refugees crossing the southern border between official ports of entry. Uh, contains a finding that granting asylum in those circumstances would, quote, be detrimental to the interests of the United States. So under the national security uh, umbrella that the, the president of the United States enjoys in terms of uh, power to regulate immigration and also citing the Hawaii v. Trump case, the uh, temporary ban on persons coming to the United States from specific Muslim majority countries as a uh, precedents for this action today. Before we get to uh, the legal aspects of this with respect to the caravan and immigration politics, how about we just hear from sort of a regular guy perspective, a regular guy named Paul Rodriguez, the anti-George Lopez, as it turns out. Uh, I'll see your Mexican comedian and raise you a Paul Rodriguez uh, being asked at an airport about all of the uh, immigration politics swirling. Do you feel an added pressure being a Mexican comedian, like that, that you're someone who's got to, your jokes have got to be so truthful and honest about what's going on right now with Donald Trump and everything, that your voice is very important more now than ever? Really? I don't think so. Uh, that's why I'm going to Korea, you know. <laughs> right, I'm flying right. to Korea because of that reason, you know. I <laughs> Actually, you know, um, it's the wording that, that, that Donald Trump... Uh, offends a lot of us. I, I agree with a lot of the things he, he's done, but it's, it's the word. He's a very coarse man. He, he should have somebody how to say the same things differently, you know, but... Uh, what do you agree with that he's done? Well, I, I agree that uh, that America should protect its borders. I mean, you know, uh, I know a lot of Mexican-Americans are going to disagree with me. It's not that I'm not... I don't care about the, the people who obviously want to immigrate to this country, but... You know, you can't let everybody in. Yeah. I'm an immigrant myself. My, my right. parents came in the, the right way. They stood in line for days. And Would you vote for him in 2020? Are you planning on it? Like, I know it's a well, long way off yet, but are you planning on it, you think? You know, uh, if he says one more thing, I, I'm really going to change my vote. I'm, I'm a closet <laughs> Republican, you know. Oh, right. And it's very rare to find a Mexican-American who's a Republican. It is, man. You know, but... Uh, not that rare. You know, at least people can look at me and know that uh, it's not like a, it's not like I don't love this country. I'm an immigrant. Uh, I love this country, and, uh, you know, any entertainer shouldn't even get into politics because it, half the audience is going to hate you, and, yeah. and I've lost a lot of people who come to see, but my show's not political. I'm there to entertain. It's a terrible thing for me to say this. I will pay the price for it, but... It's your, if it's your truth and it's your truth, man, then... As long as, as long as we're able to speak our minds, yeah. I, I think I should have the right to be wrong, if, if, in your opinion, you know? Well, some common sense from Paul Rodriguez in spite of the dumbass that was interviewing him. That's a horrible question, number one. I mean, the question was ridiculous. Number two, you know, he's apologizing for speaking his own mind because 
He knows the backlash he's going to get for it. I love the report. If that's your truth, okay, Junior. Yeah. Your truth. No, it's the truth is uh, what I'm arguing. It's the truth. You may disagree, but this your truth, new age mysticism, nonsense. Uh, and uh, they also, too, you know, the, the whole push, right? Always have to address the premises. Uh, sometimes Trump does a good job of it. Sometimes he doesn't. Uh, I know it's rare for a, a Mexican-American to be Republican. No, it's not that rare. And by the way, the reason uh, you see Greg Abbott and Ted Cruz winning in Texas and I think likely uh, Rick Scott and uh, Ron DeSantis winning in Florida is with substantial percentages of Mm -hmm. the Latino vote and all the different ethnicities under that under that uh, rubric Latino. Uh, So it's just more complicated than the D.C. press corps and the entertainment press corps. And how do you distinguish the two of these days anyway? Uh, want to make it and it's just I don't know it's just nice to hear from somebody with some profile in Hollywood Paul Rodriguez who actually is just like a regular person and analyzes this just like a regular person and has some qualms about how Trump communicates but uh, can look past that to the underlying policy and whether it makes sense or not uh, so it's just uh, you know sort of a breath of fresh air for more fresh air we're pleased to be joined by our friend Andy McCarthy former assistant US attorney in Manhattan of course now contributing editor at National Review Andy, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Morning, gents. How are you? Morning. Good morning. Uh, so uh, now that we got sort of the everyman's perspective from Paul Rodriguez, give us the expert legal perspective on what uh, Trump aims to do with this executive order. Well, I think, you know, the, the bottom line uh, is that it's completely legal and uh that's number one. And I guess number two is I'm surprised that some judge hasn't already issued an injunction saying it's illegal <laughs> and applying it to the whole country. Uh, but I'm sure by sundown we'll we'll have something like that. You know, I, I, the amazing thing about this is that, and I, I I I say this with regret because I am quite sure that they will find some judge to uh, uh, to flush this, at least temporarily, is that it's only in June so it's, you know, I know that uh, news cycles these days are uh, are pretty quick, uh, and I know people's historical perspective isn't deep, but, uh, you know, we're talking June here, uh, that the Supreme Court said that the, if the president has a sweeping statutory authorization from Congress to control the ingress of aliens who come into the country on what he assesses to be national security necessity, he gets to do that. And that's exactly what he did yesterday. He hasn't, it's important to stress because there's so much misreporting about this. There's not a single person who has a lawful valid asylum claim that will be not able to assert that claim in the United States on the, on the basis of this order. The only thing the president is saying here is if you want to seek asylum and you are present in the United States, you have to be present here legally. And if you're not in the United States and you want to seek asylum, you have to present yourself at a lawful port of entry. You can't smuggle your way into the country and you can't bulldoze, you know, bulldoze your way in the country uh, as part of a horde. Um, that seems pretty reasonable, and I think the national security implications of it are obvious. And that's why I'm absolutely certain that some judge will invalidate it by the end of the day. Well, I mean, to your to your point, uh, also yesterday, U.S. Appellate Court blocking Trump on Thursday from uh, ending the uh, DACA program. 
right. uh, which was sort of an extra constitutional program that President Obama started. Yeah, the, the, Dan, the three-judge panel there, two Obama judges and one Clinton judge who Obama was considering to put on the Supreme Court. Um, and the ruling there is that Trump can't change an Obama policy. I'm really shocked to see the, the judges come out that way, but, you know, you never know how it's going to go in litigation, right? Um, you know, I, I think that this really tees up something that's critically important. President Obama put 329 judges on the federal bench, and one of their missions, because a lot of them, the vast majority of them, are progressives in the Obama mold, is to prevent the reversal of Obama-era policy. So you're not only seeing it um, in the decision in the Ninth Circuit yesterday, you have another decision uh, by another Obama judge that uh, who threw out the uh, the pipeline, the oil pipeline, um, yesterday as well. And basically, the rationale of both decisions is the Trump administration didn't give a compelling uh, argument to the judges, to the satisfaction of these Obama judges, why Trump policy should replace Obama policy. And we don't even get around to the idea that this is executive branch policy. The president ran on this. The president is entitled to impose the policy, and he shouldn't need a reason to reverse it other than we disagree with this policy and we won the election. So that's kind of what we get to do. I mean, if you think about it, DACA was imposed not by regulation. The Obama Department of Homeland Security issued a memorandum from the secretary to officers and subordinate officials of the Department of Home, Homeland Security throughout the country. That's not a way to make law. And yet this court said that um, Trump can't have his Homeland Security Department issue a similar memo canceling it out because that would be canceling out an Obama policy with a, with a Trump policy. We can't have that. The impartiality of the uh, uh, the judicial branch, of course. Uh, let me uh, switch gears and go over to justice with uh, Jeff Sessions being dismissed as expected. Um, a lot of uh, criticism, including from Republican quarters of Matt Whitaker, who is uh, his interim replacement, uh, former U.S. attorney. Uh, and um, what you're, you wrote about Matt Whitaker, so I wanted to get you to opine on him and then also who you think should be the permanent replacement with names like Chris Christie and Pam Bondi and Lindsey Graham being bandied about? Uh, well, as far as Whitaker is concerned, uh, I I did write something about him a couple of days ago to defend him from what I thought was a you know ridiculous argument that he should be uh, disqualified because of some commentary he did on CNN, which, of course, the media misrepresented. What they basically said was that... Uh, he had called the Mueller investigation a witch hunt, uh, and he had denigrated it. And when you looked at what he actually said, uh, what, he, what it was was completely reasonable, which is that Mueller should stay in his lane. If the investigation's about Russia, he shouldn't do a freewheeling investigation into Trump's finances uh, you know, with no criminal predicate to do that, and that if he didn't stay within his lane – then he was fearful that the investigation could become a witch hunt. He never said that it, that it was one. 
So I just thought that um, that complaint about him was frivolous. The more serious complaint about him, uh, which has been raised by a number of uh, even conservative legal scholars, is whether his appointment comports with the Constitution, because the attorney general is a principal officer of the United States, which means he has to be confirmed by the Senate. And this Whitaker has, is, was in a job where he was not confirmed by the Senate. So we have an official who's acting as the attorney general who has not been subject to uh, Senate confirmation. There's a, dis- there's a dispute in the law about whether somebody who is in an acting capacity, because there's such a limit on the amount of time that he gets to exercise the power, whether he's really a principal officer and has to be confirmed, or he's an inferior officer and he doesn't have to be confirmed by the Senate. Um, the Justice Department seems to lean on the idea that he doesn't have to be confirmed. That is the Office of Legal Counsel of Justice. Uh, a lot of conservative scholars, including George Conway and John Yu, uh, go the other way, and they point out that uh, Justice Thomas has gone the other way. So it's an interesting legal argument. I don't know if Whitaker will be around long enough to um, to settle what it all means, but it does complicate his appointment for sure. Um, as far as who ought to replace him, you know, I I think it's important that the president have somebody that he can work with. Um, and not I'm criticize not on Twitter. I'm not, yeah. yeah, I'm not a Christie guy. I've never uh, been a big fan, uh, but there's no question in Christie's credentials. I don't have any doubt that he could do the job. He can. He could do a good job. Uh, he gets along. With Trump, we'd have to see how long he'd get along with Trump in that job. Um, it's everybody thinks they get along with the president until they're in a position where uh, you know they disagree. His desires and their obligations may may uh, may not be in alignment. He is Andy McCarthy, former chief assistant U.S. attorney in Manhattan, contributing editor at Nash Review. Andy, thanks as always for your insights. Appreciate it. My my pleasure. Have a great weekend, guys. You too. Thanks. And he joined us on the Turnkey